Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Going All In podcast. Today, I'm by myself, not really, but kind of. I don't have my sidekick, Allie, with me. Today, I am joined by Pastor Greg Steer. Allie couldn't make it for the interview that I had with him just because of scheduling conflict, but me and Greg were able to make it happen, and it was it was an awesome talk. You guys are getting ready to hear it. And you don't know anything about Pastor Greg, but I want to just give you a little bit of background on him. He's, of course, a pastor. He's also a husband and a father. He is an author. He has a book that's getting ready to come out. He's had previous books. Uh, He's a founder of a ministry called Dare to Share, which trains and equips young people, but not just young people, to share the gospel there's resources from Dare to Share, like the Life in Six Words app, which has a ton of downloads. He mentions that in this episode. I myself myself have downloaded it since talking to him, and it is a tremendous resource and really makes sharing the gospel with anybody easy. So you're going to want to check that out and stick around to the end to hear his answer to our staple question what does going all in look like for Greg Steer? His answer to that question blew me out of the water. So without further ado, after the intro, let's get right to it. Hey guys, I'm Kyle. And I'm Allie. Welcome, Welcome to, to our, our podcast. Where we want to encourage you in a real, raw, and authentic way. We believe in a younger generation. To rise up. So partner with us as we go all, all in, in for, for Jesus. Jesus. So Dare to Share, we started 30 years ago. Um, I was a pastor kind of doing Dare to Share on the side. I have a heart for teenagers and young people. And I was reached, my whole family was uh, reached by a youth ministry, basically, that was on fire for Christ and that believed in the power of the gospel and the potential of teens. And so what we do is we train, equip, and mobilize teenagers to share the gospel uh, from coast to coast. Actually, now all around the world, we've trained millions of teens. Um, to share the gospel of Christ. And so we do conferences. Um, we'll do Dare to Share Live coming up, which is a live simulcast event uh, November 13th. It's free. We do a summer full week training called Lead the Cause here in Denver, but we pull people from across the nation. It's kind of like our Navy SEALs boot camp for evangelism and leadership. And then apps. So they sharing app called Life in Six Words. Yes. That's got tens of thousands of downloads and we use that to, so students can reach their friends with the gospel. So any teenager listening to this now, go to your app store, life in six words. Basically what, what makes it work is you just ask somebody, if you were to describe your life in six words, what would they be? And there's 14 words for them to choose from. They choose the six words that best describe their lives and you ask them why. So you hear their story mm. and you say, can I share with you my words? And you push, there's a button for you to share your words. Then you share your story. And in the process, you're telling your story of how you came to Jesus they kind of share with you God's words and you walk them through the gospel. We use a gospel acrostic, but it lays out the gospel. And at the end, if they trust Christ, they push a button, says, yes, I believe. And water comes out from the phone and baptizes. That would be cool, but that's not true. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's really, it's really cool app. Life in six words, go to your app store now, download it, free of charge, but very, very effective. I've used it hundreds of times. I've never been turned down to have a gospel conversation with somebody with this app because people like to choose their words. Yeah. And then tell you why. And then all of a sudden you're in a conversation about stuff. Yeah. That's awesome. And that kind of leads into one of my other questions, which is like, 
you know, with your experience, because you're almost you're almost an expert at this thing, you know, walking up to somebody and sharing the gospel with them. Yeah. A lot of us, you know, especially when we're young, or it really doesn't matter whether we're young or not, um, sharing the gospel can be uncomfortable and, but it takes practice. It takes reps. It takes maybe walking up to somebody and not knowing what to say, you know, a couple times muffle over your words a little bit before you can kind of get past those nerves and then just like have a genuine conversation with them. But I, I was just thinking about this because you're an expert at it. You know, what does sharing your faith, the process? Yeah. Process, <clears throat> we, you've alluded to the app, but what does it, what does that look like? You know, do we need to build a connection first? How important is that? Well, yeah. I mean, Jesus did, even though he walked up to a stranger or a stranger walked up to him at the woman at the well, he built a connection. He asked him for a drink of water. He didn't just say, let me baptize you in this well, you know, jump in the bucket, I'll lower you down. I mean, he, he, he said, can I have a drink of water? And he, and which was, you know, Jewish men in that culture didn't talk to Jewish women, let alone Samaritan women. So he was breaking all sorts of rules, building all sorts of bridges uh, to this woman's heart. And so I, we use a simple strategy, ask, admire, admit. So ask people questions, you know, tell me about yourself. Where are you from? You know, are you from around here? Do you know any good places to eat? Just start talking to somebody. You don't just, I, I don't just go up to somebody who says, boy, it's hot out here. It's hot in hell too. Let me tell you about it. I don't do, I, I try to have an actual conversation with people. And, you know, sometimes I say, hey, how are you holding up during this whole COVID craziness? And then I'll say, is there any way I can pray for you? And right then it kind of shows like, oh, you're a, you're one of those. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and you have to, or sometimes I'll say, you know, after I'm talking to somebody, you go to church anywhere around here. Well, it shows you right away. I don't go to church. I used to go to church uh, or I go to a mosque, you know, I go to the church of Jesus Christ, Latter-day Saints, you know, I'm, I'm a Mormon or whatever. So asking those kind of questions. And then another question is with on the app, if I'm talking to somebody, I'll just say, Hey, can I show you this cool app? It's called life in six words how would you describe your life in six words? I did this. Tell me how you would choose. And every, it's like a tractor beam. People come in. So ask questions, admire what you can about what they believe. So if you find out they were a Mormon, don't go heretic or a Muslim and say infidel. You know, I mean, you don't, you, you find what you admire. So Paul did that in Acts 17 with the, the uh, philosophers on Mars Hill. He said, I see you're very religious. He didn't call a bunch of pagans headed to hell. He's like, I see you're very religious. Uh, you even have an altar to an unknown God. Let's talk about that. So you see somebody with the, you know, some rock and roll shirt on or something. Try to build, admire what you can. Uh, and then admit the reason you're a Christian is you're so messed up. You need Jesus to save you. And that's where you tell your story. And that leads to the gospel story. So ask, admire, admit. Uh, yeah. Matter of fact, we use a, an airplane analogy. So like, how do you take off, you know, fuel up on prayer, right? Get fired mm. by the spirit. The, the takeoff is ask, admire, admit. And then when you're in the air, what's the, what's your flight plan? We use a gospel acrostic to help, help you know how to navigate the conversation. G O S P L God created us to be with him. O is our sin separated us from God as sins cannot be removed by good deeds, paying the price for sin. Jesus died and rose again. Everyone who trusts in him alone has eternal life and life with Jesus starts now and lasts forever. Um, so you tell the gospel story and explain it as you go. And now all this is on the life and six words app. And then you land the plane. Does that make sense? 
uh, if uh, is there anything holding you back from trusting in Jesus right now? So simple. I'm a simple man yeah. with simple thoughts, and I need simple illustrations. Yeah. One of my basketball coaches growing up told me, uh, keep it keep it simple, stupid. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that's good. I just think a lot of, of a lot of basketball coaches have told players that. <laughs> yeah. Keep it simple, stupid. It, it took a couple of years for that really to process with me and for me to understand why he was he was calling me stupid. But uh, I eventually got it. I'm just thinking about these kids, you know, people listening to this podcast and people that you talk to all the time. Um, you know, a lot of times kids are they're timid. They're, it's hard. It's hard to yeah. you can give them the easiest resources, you know, like the app. You 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 put this in front of them, and but whenever you take it and then like you actually try to plug it in to starting a conversation, I can speak on this because I know like I went through yep. training growing up um, with some of your program, and but like I just I don't think I really ever dove into it. Like I yeah. wish I would have, there was something blocking me there and it, there's not, there's no secret formula and I'm not putting you up to say like, what advice do you have for them? I just, can you I'll give, give you advice that person some encouragement? Yeah. 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 I, I just, so you know, I've been doing this for over 40 years and I still get scared. Mm. So I'm glad. Because the key is getting fuel, filled up with the power of the Spirit and pray. So when I'm, when I'm afraid, I'm like, Lord, fill me with your Spirit, and then let's go. You will receive power, Acts 1-8, you, you know, when the Holy Spirit comes on you, and you will be my witnesses in Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, the uttermost parts of the earth. So I, I think it's good to be afraid. Uh, it's good to lean in. We, we have a saying at Dare to Share, awkward is awesome. Because awkward is where lives are changed. You know, Jesus lived. He was, a, you know, Prince of Peace and the King of Awkward. He was creating awkward moments everywhere he went, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, the woman at the well, go get your husband. I don't have a husband. Yeah, you've had five husbands, and the dude you're shacking up with now is not your husband. That's awkward, right? Yeah. And But it led to her tra- transformed life. And so I, I'm like, lean into the awkward. Be as loving as you can, being as kind as you can say your prayer, get filled with the spirit and go for it. And again, don't just go puke Jesus on somebody, have a conversation and turn it toward the gospel. And if they give you a red light, they give you a red light. But I find a lot of people are open to talk about Jesus. And, uh, you know, I, I always say, I don't believe in religion. I believe in a relationship with God. And that just brings walls down and Mm-hmm. I have conversations almost every day with people about Christ. And most of them are open to at least, I had one today on the way over. I got a coffee at Starbucks and real quick on the way through, but pointed her to one of our gospel videos. She goes, I'll watch that. That sounds really cool. You know, I mean, I think generally speaking, people are open to engage it if you do it with love and care. So don't, you know, don't think it's, oh, well, I'm just not, I'm not gifted or I, I don't have that special talent. The gospel's like a grenade. It doesn't matter who pulls the pin, it's gonna explode. Doesn't matter if it's a well-qualified 30-year-old Marine, right? It's been working out every day, or a 12-year-old middle school girl. You pull the pin, it's 
gospel is explosive. So lovingly share that message and watch what God will do. That's amazing. Oh man, pulling the pin. I love that. That could be like a hashtag. Pull the pin. Hashtag pull the pin. But right. you Gen Zers love it. I'm I'm not I'm not even a boomer. So my kids can't even say, okay, boomer. I'm a I'm right between the boomer and the buster year. So I told my daughter, I said, you gotta say, okay, uh, boom buster. It sounds better. She's like, I'm I'm not saying that. You'll always be a boomer to me. I'm like, okay. Okay, Zier. Well, you're that's how it sounds cool. Zier. Hey, Zier. I'm sorry. Oh, oh I, I think I'm considered Z. I don't, I'm pretty sure. You are Z. Yeah. 20, 21. Yep. So, might be kind of uh, ironic here, kind of, uh, you know, going against the wind with just giving them encouragement. Yeah. As far as, you know, because here was my encouragement, and this is what I had written down. You know, you you may not be great at sharing the gospel. You might be able to walk up to somebody and um, you just go blank, or they say something to you and, and you don't know what to say back. And even though you have this whole thing in your back pocket, like you just you just don't know. You're you're just not good at it. But you know, the only the, the difference between things that are easy. Sorry, I want to say this right. Um, the difference between things that are easy and things that are hard is that you know how to do things that are easy and you don't know how to do things that are hard. So you never would expect to have never shot basketball before and just expect that to be easy. You know, you would never expect to, to put 300 pounds on your back and do a back squat. You would never expect to do that. And it'd be easy if you've never done it before. And yep. the gospel, sharing the gospel is no different, you know, but if you, um, I think if you really practice it, like yeah. if you just go out and you go to the park and you just, you just run into some people and then you just start talking to them and you just muffle over your words a couple of times, that failure will lead to like so much confidence. Yeah. Next thing you know, you're going to be walking up to people in places that you should never be sharing the gospel to them about, but yet you have this uncontrollable boldness mm -hmm. to do it because you just had a had a conversation with somebody at a park. So, so I fully agree with what you're saying, but I would say, let me throw in this. You, you should get some training because I would not put somebody on stage to play a guitar solo that had never played the guitar mm -hmm. So learn the chords, get that's why the like the gospel acrostic is so simple because you memorize it. It's like getting chords on a guitar. You want to clearly lay the gospel out. So if you go to anybody listening, goes to li6w.com. That's life in six words.com. There's training videos. There's all that stuff. Dare to share.org. It's got lots of tools, resources, free curriculum. Mm -hmm. You can download and watch. Uh, I did a five minute. If you YouTube Greg Steer evangelism crash course, there's a five minute crash course and how to share your faith that I did. It's got like 50,000 views and stuff, but it's because it trains. So get some training and then go for it. And let me also, let me dispel a rumor. So evangelism is not just going up to a stranger on the street. That's, that's part of it. Mm -hmm. It's let me tell you where it's really hard mm -hmm. and where you make disciples is in the context of your friend group. Mm -hmm. Think of your friends at school. Mm -hmm. Think of your friends on your basketball team. 
those are the ones you need to have a, a gospel conversation with right away. And then, you know, like at Dare to Share, we do a thing called Go Share Day last Saturday of every month. We have teens from around the world going out as youth groups to pray, care, and share the gospel. That's great. Going up to strangers, serving them, loving them, sharing Christ. But start with one friend and then another and another. Get in a serious conversation. How can I be praying for you? And then where are you at with God? Tell me that. And then, you know, be ready to have that conversation. Get that gospel acrostic down. And again, if you go to LI6W, you can, you know, use the app's got the gospel acrostic on it. There's all sorts of stuff that dare to share, but start with your friends. You can make converts on the street and I've seen it happen countless times, but you can only make disciples in the context of some sort of relationship. That's, uh, that's what I've seen again and again. So really get both and, but man, get your friends, your classmates, your teammates, make this personal. And when you do that, you're going to mark yourself. All right. I'm a follower of Christ. You know it. I know it. And, Satan's going to whisper in your ear, well, they've heard you tell those jokes or they see you do this. You know what? Just say, hey, I'm, I'm a sinner too, but I know where I'm forgiven and I'm failing forward through Christ and you can too. Come join me. Oh my gosh. That's amazing. That's so good. So that's the encouragement. I mean, that, that encourages me, you know, fail forward. But so going against that though, what is... I put this in our notes. What is the funniest story you've got when it comes to sharing the gospel? But I want to adjust it a little bit. What is, we'll go there. And I have one that I'm going to throw at you. That okay. You in one of your trainings before. But what is a situation where you, Greg Steer, you fell flat on your face when it comes to sharing oh. the gospel? <laughs> well, I'll tell you that one. Now, it's funny because my daughter, who's 17, likes this guy, right? And, uh, oh. but they're not dating. They're not dating yet or whatever. <laughs> but I said, well, invite him out to, uh, to come with us to, on one of these outreaches. So he did. And uh, I said, you know, I'll show you guys how, how to do it. And so I go to these three people and I'm going to show the teens, you know, how to get it done. And they're like, oh, we'll take your gift because we were giving out bags to homeless people, hurting people, gifts and stuff. And I'm like, we'll take your gift. We have no desire to talk to you. So have a good day. Bye. And my daughter was like, is that how you do it, dad? I'm like, oh, you know, so I got, I mean, that happened like a month ago. So, um, so, so 30, 40 years into this and you still, you no, still run into that. Always. And, you know, sometimes people laugh at you, mock you. It's in some countries, people are losing their lives. Mm-hmm. You know, Afghanistan, Christians are dying. North Korea, Christians are dying. China, you know, I mean, all you look at four levels of persecution, right? There's, there's mockery, there's marginalization, there's mangling, and there's murder. Mm-hmm. We get one and two, you know, persecution light. There's people getting mangled and murdered all around the world. So we have a thing called Persecution University at Dare to Share. Jesus said in Matthew 5, 11 and 12, bless are you when people persecute you and say all sorts of evil things against you for my sake. For great is your reward in heaven the same way they persecuted the prophets before you. So when, when everybody, any, somebody like dare to share live gets persecuted, they'll get a standing O because they, you know, it's, it's a privilege to suffer shame, shame for Christ. So funny story. I mean, it, it depends on what you think funny is. I remember I was in a restaurant. I was doing a, a series on the life of Jesus 
when I was a pastor and I had all these Jesus books, I could feel somebody staring at me. I look back, this kid all dressed in black, Marilyn Manson t-shirt, pierced face, dyed hair, and a snarl. He's looking at all my Jesus books because we stand in line to pay our bill. He goes, you religious? And I prayed, Lord, help me. I go, I can't stand religious people. They make me want to puke. He goes, I hate them too. I go, you know, you know, I still didn't like him. He goes, who? I go, Jesus. He goes, really? I go, yeah, he came down to hang out with sinners like you and me, but the religious people got mad. So they crucified him. Now this kid's getting ticked off that the religious people crucified Jesus. I go, but Jesus had the last laugh. Um, he paid the price for all of our sin, rose from the dead, offers eternal life to everyone who trusts in him. And he, by the time we were done, this kid was like, Jesus rocks. I mean, he was like pumped up, you know, and it was just reframing. And that obviously that doesn't happen as quickly as that in, in every situation or even in most. But it was pretty funny to see that kid go from a snarl to a, you know, brother in Christ standing in line waiting to pay the ticket with a Marilyn Manson t-shirt. I hope he had that on when he got oh. baptized. Yeah, that's incredible. Well, I remember I was watching one of your videos one time in high school and uh, it's still super, super relevant. But it seemed like at this point in time, maybe I was just growing up and just stepping into it. But it just seemed like you know, the, um, the LGBTQ was on the rise, you know, and, and maybe it's like that community is like peaked right now in, in its momentum, but it just seemed like whenever I was in high school about four years ago, it was on the rise. And I don't know, maybe I, like I said, I was just growing up, becoming more aware. I don't know, but you said it, here's the thing. It, it, it presents a challenge sometimes if we don't know how to handle it. Yeah. That's the key, if we don't know how to handle it. And you said something one time uh, in one of your videos. It was, was this when I, when, when I saw a group of lesbians protesting yes. on the corner? Yes. Can you tell me to tell that real quick? Yeah. yeah, so I was preaching. There's this thing called Promise Keepers, a big men's event that used to be all over the nation in big arenas. I was preaching in Baltimore. Nobody knew who I was. Uh, so I had to keep my speaker badge with me because there was all these famous speakers and me, the non-famous one. And so I got in the van to go, the speaker van to go to the venue. And the guy goes, this is for speakers. I'm like, I'm a speaker. Showed him my badge. He goes, oh, never heard of you. Because nobody asked. So we drive over. I try to get backstage. Speakers only. I'm a speaker. Show my badge. Finally, I get on stage, preach. Everybody, you know, it's 10,000 dudes all jacked up on Jesus and caffeine. It was so easy. You know, I love Jesus. How about you? They're like, he's deep. You know, just all pumped up. <laughs> so we're leaving. I, I get in the van to go back to the hotel. I'm all pumped up. Come around the corner. There's a group of lesbians across the street protesting promise keepers. And they're big. I knew they were lesbians because they had a big sign that said, we are lesbians. So I'm like, lesbians, pull over. And the driver's like, lesbians. He pulls over. And I run out across the street. I go, what are you protesting? We're protesting promise keepers because they hate gays. I go, I don't hate gays. I'm a promise keeper speaker. I showed them my badge. And they're like, well, you think it's a sin? I go, I do. I go, but you don't. And they're like, it's not a sin. I go, you know what? We're going to differ on that because the Bible, you know, I get into specific verses, but we're going to differ. Let me, let's set that aside. So let me ask you a general question. Are you a sinner? They're like, homosexuality is not a sin. I go, no, no, we're going to set that aside. Have you ever lied? They're like, yeah. Have you ever cheated? Yeah. I go, we got something in common. We both have lusted after women yeah. in the past. And they're like, nah, they laughed out loud. And <laughs> All of a sudden, the walls came down, and we had a real 20, 30-minute gospel conversation. None of them trusted Christ on the spot, but we had a real conversation about the God who loves them, the God-man who died in their place for their sin, 
and by faith alone can have eternal life. By the way, just as a side note, anybody listening to this, watching this, if you've never put your faith in Christ, you are loved so much that Jesus left heaven 2,000 years ago, became one of us, son of God, became a son of man, lived a perfect life we could never live, died on the cross in your place, in my place, for all of our sins. And every any sin you've ever committed in the past or will commit in the future, nailed to the cross. Jesus paid the price that it is finished. He died. He was buried. He rose from the dead three days later, proving he was God. We were the only religion, quote unquote, that we serve a living Savior. You know, our 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 person, uh, the person we follow, died and rose from the dead. And Jesus said, "I tell you the truth: if you trust in Him, you have eternal life, and that life starts now and lasts forever." So, where you're, wherever you're at. If you've not put your faith in Christ, I challenge you to do it right now. Trust in him. Receive that gift of eternal life. He changes your heart, changes your perspective, and will change the trajectory of your life. So trust in him right now if you've never done that. Yeah. And if, and if you're deciding to do that right now, I want you to reach out to me. I want to hear from you. I want to have a personal conversation with you. So, um, Greg, this has been awesome. Um, learning about, you know, just really, I think I'm most thankful for just, just the encouragement, you know, just the stories. I know the story of, of, you know, the group of lesbians that really encouraged me a long time ago. And I hope that somebody listening to this is encouraged by it. Um, I'm also really thankful to have you on here to share the resources that you have for a couple of reasons, because because I need to re-download it on my phone. <laughs> hmm. So I need to do it. But also I'm really thankful that I, that you were able to, to speak directly to my audience uh, hmm. Hmm. to get this resource in their hands. So I'm really thankful for that. Um, we have just a couple more minutes. I, I want to ask you a couple questions yeah. about your ministry. Okay. These are, not selfish questions, but I'm gonna call them selfish questions because this is okay. this is for me. You know, I uh, I have a desire, right, to step into ministry. I don't fully know how to do it. I really don't. Um, I, I've never really felt like I wanted to. Like growing up, you know, I wasn't like, yeah, I want to go into ministry. But it just seems like over the trajectory of this last year is pushing me to a place where this call, you know, it just feels louder and louder and louder. And, and I just don't know. I don't know what it looks like. I don't know, you know, I don't know enough to say, I want to be this. I want to be that. I want to do this. I want to do that. But I do know that I have a heart for Jesus. Mm-hmm. I do know that I can't think of anything better that I could spend my days doing than just trying to know him and, and trying to make him known. I just can't think of something I'd rather do with my days than that. Yeah. But like, I don't know. I look up to a guy like you because you're doing it. Like you're doing ministry for a living, you know, like what's the, what was the road for you from like, like uh, this, when you were my age, let's just take it to that. Well, so being selfish. You know, I knew I was called to go in actually when I was a teenager. And so the road was eight years of roofing. 
I was a roofer for eight years. Okay. Um, Cause I didn't have a you know, degree. I was going to get, you know, I, I really believe it's good to get a good, you know, sound ministry theology degree, get a good sound. Base. I originally, I wasn't going to do that. I was just going to go out and preach. And I was like, uh, my old pastor said, dude, that's, you need, you need training, you know, get some training. So I did that, but I roofed my way through college and high school and college and uh, uh, passed. And just, I looked at, I looked at roofing as a ministry and was able to lead people to Christ and have great conversations. But yeah. And so uh, everything in a general sense, everything you do is ministry. You know that like if you do it for the glory of God and you're sharing Christ as you go. And even though I was itching to get into ministry full time, Mm -hmm. I remember four years into my roofing experience, my boss, Kenny Sanchez, who was actually the guy who taught me to preach when I was uh, 12. um, I was frustrated because I, you know, I didn't want to be a roofer. I wanted to be a preacher. Mm -hmm. And he pulled me aside. He said, Greg, I know you're called to be a preacher someday. Everybody on the roof knows you're called to be a preacher someday, but you're called to be a roofer today. So roof every house for the glory of God. And man, it changed my perspective. I roofed every house like was Jesus was living in it. Shared Christ with every homeowner I could. Uh, coworkers that came on that didn't know Christ. Discipled the ones that did. I would not change that eight years of roofing for anything. Even though it was hard, hot, dangerous work. Um, it changed the way that I preached. It changed the way that I relate to people. So... I mean, just start going, like minister where you're at with who you're at, pray, get the training that you need. The Lord will, you know, somebody once said it's easier to steer a moving car. So just drive, just go trust in him. And he will, you know, I used to think uh, this sort of stuff was like bowling. Like you just follow the arrows, right? And you'll hit a strike or a spare. It's more like pinball. Like you just pray and hit buttons, like just keep going. And the Lord will guide the Lord will guide you to where you need to be. Um, just go for it. You know, don't overthink it. Pray through it and then make a decision and trust the Lord to guide you along the way. And he will. He promises to. Yeah. You know? I appreciate that. That's, that's encouraging for me. Um, okay. One last question. This is a staple question. You're the first person to ever be asked this question. But we're okay. asking it to every single guest. Ah. this you ready yeah what does going all in for jesus look like for greg steer uh, it means that at, at no time do i put my ministry aspirations or platform even close to the throne of christ that christ he's the king and uh, he's a gospel advancing leader. I'm following him into battle. I'm challenging others to follow him into battle. Um, but I'm not. I'm not the one. I'm not the epicenter. I'm not the focus. I didn't call it Greg Steer Ministries for a reason. It's called Dare to Share. It's about Christ and Him crucified. So going all in means I'm doing. You know, there's an old Latin quote from Saint Ignatius: "Ad majorium de gloriam incominum salutum." For the for the maximum glory of God and salvation of humanity. So that's what going all in means. Mm. A-D-M-G, ad majorium de gloriam. 
In common and salute them. Got to got to reach them all. All right. Well, we're gonna have a competition and see if the next hundred guests on the show can have as good of an answer as that. That was awesome. Oh, cool. And you're honest. You know, you're really honest about that. You know, saying that going all in for you looks like not putting a platform above Jesus. You know, it it makes me think. Like, have you ever? I know you're not doing it now, but have you ever done that? You ever? Oh, are you kidding? Yeah, I do it now. I I I fight it all the time. Are you kidding? Time. Yeah, it's not. It's ever since I was a kid. I used to doodle stadiums, like when I was a kid. I wanted to preach to big arenas. Yeah. It is an ongoing battle. So yeah. it's, you know, I mean, it's an ongoing thing. But I'm aware of it. So like when I'm preaching to a big crowd, and I feel that that surge, that pride potential. I'm like, I see you. Goliath, my giant, mm. you're defeated. You're crucified on the cross. So stay, you know, stay dead. So I'm, I'm aware. I'm fully aware, and it's, it is an ongoing battle. That's so good. Oh, I appreciate you, Greg. Um, I, I mean, I, I want to just wish you nothing but the best going forward. Um, with Dare to Share, I'm gonna try to get all my listeners plugged in on the app. Um, and go to Dare, Dare to Share Live, man. I'm, it's free. It's, and I got a, just on a side note, I got a book coming out. This is not this is the pre-done book. comes out. It's called Unlikely Fighter. Mm-hmm. And it's, if any of your readers are, read memoirs, mm-hmm. it's, it's 22 chapters long. The first 21 happened before I turned 16. So it's really about my life as a teenager and kid being turned upside down by the gospel. Like my family were all violent, kind of like gang members. and. I never knew my biological father. My family was a hot, hot mess. And Christ came in and changed everything. So, Unlikely Fighter releases November 9th.